0: This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Rava. And so, let me show you the title of our message today. It is titled, The Power and Impact of a Mother's Prayers. So look at it real carefully. The Power and Impact of of a mother's prayers. (laughs) And you know, one thing that moms do for us is pray for us. And oftentimes, I think it's because something that is done mostly privately, we don't get to see how our moms pray for us. And we often just don't think much of it. But you know, one thing that I hear the Spirit of God saying today is to you moms, I see when you pray. I hear when you pray. And I want you to know that you release power. There is power when you pray. There is impact when you pray. And I believe that He wants to affirm you today. And that's what I want to do, is I want to show you how a our mom, our mom's prayer has power and impact in the lives of their family and those that they pray for. And so today... We celebrate the remarkable significance and influence mothers have in our lives. And that is just so true. I know I can tell you that my mom had a remarkable, she still does, a remarkable significance and influence in my life. And I'm sure you can say amen to that. And if for any reason your mom hasn't been there for you, well, I'm sorry about that. But know that God is always there for you. Amen. And so mothers have been given a unique gift. And that is to touch heaven and earth through the power of prayer. That's one gift that a mother has. We all have it. But a mom just has it in such a unique way. Because no one can pray like a mom can for her family and her children. Yes fathers do too. In a different way. But moms just have a unique way. Because they have a unique gift. Of prayer. For their family. And so through prayer. Mothers are able to make a profound impact. In our lives. I think about all the years. That I've been here in the United States. Answering the call of God. It's been 20 uh, something years. And I didn't see. My mom. Physically, too often, but one thing I know is her prayers were always there. I could always sense her prayers. I could always sense that she was praying for us and for me. And even to this day, I can still sense, for the lack of a better word, the residue of her prayers and some of the prayers that she prayed that were for our time and for time to come that are still in effect today and are still making an impact in our lives today. And when I say our lives, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you too, because she prayed for you, as you know. And so, you know, they are able to impact our lives and their families and leave a lasting legacy as a result of their prayers. So prayer is important, but the prayer of a mom is unique and it's powerful and it has an impact that no other person can pray in such a way. And so that's what I, want to, what I want us to look at today. I want to share some of that with you. I'm hoping to get into some of the depth of that with you today. So the first thing that I want to share with you is the power of a mother's prayer. Remember, we, our title is The Power and Impact of a Mother's Prayer. So I want to share three things with you today. Firstly, I want us to look at the power of a mother's prayer. Then we're going to look at the impact of a mother's prayer And then beyond that, I want to show you the legacy of a mother's prayer, how it leaves something behind, even after they're gone. And so let's have a look at the power of a mother's prayer. And let's do that by reading this account that we are familiar with, but now just look at it in the context of the power of a mother's prayer. Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28, (coughs) from the New King James. It says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word. Look at that. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Now, what we see there is someone who was not of Jewish descent. And as you know, Jesus was Jewish, and his disciples were Jewish. And they mostly ministered to the people of Israel, the Jewish people. And so, here's Jesus walking along with his disciples, And this woman of Canaan, a pagan, a non-Jewish person, uh, a Gentile for the lack of a better word, (laughs) comes to Jesus and cries out to him and tries to speak as though she was Jewish. Because she says, have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. So what she was trying to do is she was trying to fake her identity she was trying to look like she was Jewish to Jesus in order to get a response from him. So that's what we call pretense. She was pretending to be what she was not. And that's the reason why Jesus did not answer her. It wasn't that he didn't care. It wasn't that he was picking one over the other. It wasn't that he had an, any kind of issue with her. But he wasn't going to honor Pretension. He wasn't going to honor someone who was pretending. And when you look at it as we go through this account, you are going to see that this woman was doing all she could as a mother for her child, even if it meant pretending. But very soon she realizes, I just need to be real. I just need to be me because God knows that about me anyway. And when I do that, when I'm honest, when I'm sincere, he will see my heart, and he will answer my prayer. And so before we go into anything else, I need you to understand. This isn't Jesus being hard or careless or picking one over the other or you know lifting his nose to the one? No, He just didn't appreciate her pretending. He wanted her to be real and honest. And his disciples tagged along and said, "We'll send her away because she's a Gentile. She's not one of us. And so let's go on and see what happened. But he answered and said. I was not sent except to the last sheep of Israel. So what Jesus said to her then, or said to his disciples at least, I guess she overheard, he said, I wasn't sent primarily to the Gentiles. He says, I was sent to the house of Israel, the Jewish people. Watch us now. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. So look at it. This time, she, she drops the O oh Lord and she drops son of David because she realized what he was saying. And so instead of pretending, she just gets in being sincere and gets real. And then she worships him as a Gentile and says, Lord, help me. In other words, I understand I am not one who you are primarily called to, but help me anyway because I believe in you and I know who you are. See, so there she drops all the facades, and she just becomes sincere. But watch us now. Just when you think it'll get better, watch what Jesus does. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. Now, if that was you, (laughs) most people, I think, would get offended at that point. Because, in essence, basically, you've just fell on your knees, you're worshiping Him, and you're saying, Lord, please help me. So, okay, you've seen through my pretension, help me. And He says, Well, it's not good for me to give you what I've been given for those I've been called to. And He calls her a little dog. Now, in those da- times, you will see that the Jewish people used to call the Gentiles, especially the Canaanites, they used to call them dogs because they just, that's the way they insulted them. And so. Watch what happens next. Now, you may say, well, why would Jesus do that? Because he wanted, I guess, in a way to see where her faith, where her true true trust and confidence was at. And so, verse 27. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. In other words, you are God. And you always have something to give. So I know that you, can have, that you have something to give to me. I know that you can heal my daughter. Now here's what I want to show you in all of that so far. Here is a mother who is willing to be embarrassed, who is willing to be ridiculed by the disciples, who is willing to be chased away, who is willi- who's willing to be rebuked for pretension By Jesus himself. And who is willing to be put in her place as far as being sincere in her faith and her standing. And yet, despite all of that, what does she do? She fights for her daughter. So she prays for her daughter. And she persists for her daughter. And so watch what happens in verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O oh woman great is your faith let it be to you as you desire and her daughter was healed from that very hour isn't that powerful so what Jesus saw is he saw through her persistence he saw through her tenacity what he saw was he has a mother who's willing to go through whatever it takes to get her child healed, this is someone who truly loves her child. You see, and this is the love of a mother of a mother, and so this mother was willing to go through anything to get her child well healed, restored, and whole and that 's exactly what happens. Jesus takes notice of that, he sees her persistence, he sees her faith and he just overrides every question any Jewish person would have about who's a Gentile, who's not, who qualifies, who doesn't qualify. All Jesus sees is persistent faith. He sees the power of prayer because she was praying for her child at that point. To pray means to intercede. You stand on behalf of someone at times when you do that. And he sees that and he answers her prayer And in actual fact, before he does that, he tells her how impressed he was with her believing, with her faith. And so as a result, he answers her prayer. Here are some of the things that I want to point out to you based on what we've just read, that account we've just read. A mother's prayers are powerful and unique because, firstly, they are filled with love, compassion, and selflessness isn't that what we see in that account that mother was filled with love for her child that mother had compassion for her child that mother was selfless she didn't care what she went through what she faced what it took as long as her child was healed you see and that's exactly what mothers do when they pray for us who are their children i want you to know children this is What your mothers do when they pray for you. They persist and they pray for you. They pray more than you'll ever know. When you go through things, when you are going through situations, emotional, psychological, you need to know your parents are praying for you. But because we're talking about moms today, this is the heart of a mom. There was nothing unique about this lady. There was nothing special about her being a woman. There was nothing specifically that she was gifted with that no one else had. She was just a mom, and this is what moms do, and this is what she did. And so that's why her prayer was powerful and unique, because as a mom, she prayed out of love, compassion, and selflessness. Amen? The second thing that we see there is that a mother's prayers only seek God's best for her family, and that's exactly what she did. In everything she went through, in answering Jesus, in talking to Jesus, facing the disciples, at the end of the day, all she wanted was God's best for her daughter. And that's what mothers do. When they pray for us, they pray only God's best. They never pray doom and gloom over us. She didn't pray and say, Lord, how about just heal half her body? How about just stop you know, the possession And cut it down to once a week. No. She was out to get it all. She was out to get everything. Because that's how mothers pray for their children. Amen. That's the second thing that we see there. This is why I say to you. Praise God for moms. And then the other thing that we see. is that a mother's prayers are ruled by unwavering faith and trust in God. You see how she persisted. She could have gotten offended. She could have you know, just gotten a bee in her bonnet of a statement Jesus made or how the disciples were treating her and saying, go away. No, she had an unwavering faith in trusting God. And even when Jesus said, you know, the little dogs, she was still persistent and she still trusted God because she kept referring to him as Lord. In other words, I trust you and I know who you are. And so she believed that God was listening. She believed that the Lord was listening to her prayer and that He cares for her family, that He cares for her daughter because He did. And He was able to intervene in her life and their lives because their life would improve. The quality of their life would improve. And that's exactly what happened right there because she had unwavering faith and trust in God. And this is the heart of a mother. Every mother prays like this. You know, moms, you may not be able to describe and lay out how you pray and when you pray for your kids, but this is you. I know that because I've seen my own mother do that for me and for my siblings. I've seen my own wife do that for our daughter many times. And so I know that that is the heart of a mother. You see, a praying mother persists in seeking God's intervention until she sees a breakthrough. So you will always have a mother praying for you, because she's just not going to settle and accept what is not God's best for you. She will always see God. She will always persist. She will always intervene, knowing that He's able to transform you and heal you. She will always do that. That's one thing I have always seen my mom do. That's something you've always seen your mother do, and that's something that we always know and see moms do. You know I. I don't think I've ever met a mom who's, ha- who's not had this kind of heart for their children. And when they pray, this is how they've prayed. And I know that they will continue to do so. This is why a mother's prayer is powerful. And that's the power behind a mom's prayer. Because of the heart they have for their family and for their children. Amen. We've seen in that account. Praise God. So that talks a little bit about the power part of a mother's prayer. Now let's talk a little bit about the impact of a mother's prayer. Or the impact of a mother's prayers, if you will. Because there's more than one, I know that. Let's talk about the impact that the prayer makes. Proverbs 31 verse 28 and 29 from the Living Bible. Talking about a mom. It says, her children stand and bless her. So does her husband. He praises her with his words. There are many fine women in the world, but you are the best of them all. (laughs) Praise God. Now, if for any reason that has not been your experience, or if for any reason it started off that way, but then it changed the other way. Well, you know, that's someone's opinion. At the end of the day, God puts us in His Word because that's the way He sees a mom. And you know, if we are real with each other, there is no such thing as a perfect mom, as a perfect wife, as a perfect husband, as a perfect man. I know, I speak that from experience. And yes, sometimes we say mean things to each other. Sometimes we let it out on each other. But I can tell you, and I know it's true for me, I am one of those blessed persons. And if you really bring it down to it, so are you. If you're a husband especially. I can honestly say, I praise my wife with these words. There are many fine women out there, but you are the best of them all. For me and for our daughter. And I can tell you moms now, your husband, if he puts his pride aside, if he puts his issues that he's dealing with aside, and whatever problems, whatever concerns he has with you, if he puts them all aside, there's a reason why he's with you. There's a reason why he picked you. There's a reason why you picked him. There's a reason why he is the father of your children. There's a reason why he is your husband and you are his wife. Do you want to know why? Because there are many fine women out there, but you are the best of them all for him and for your family, for your children. And that's a fact. And this is why a mother's prayer impacts her family. Because God had everything to do with putting them together. Regardless of how they came together, even when they were unsaved, God was always working it all out for your good. So this portion here acknowledges the honor and respect that children have for their mother. But also, uh, their mother is one who fears God and diligently prays for them. Because that's what is implied in that portion. Her children stand and bless her. Why? Because she prays for them. She fears God. And if she fears God, she prays to God for them. And then her husband says, there are many fine women out there, but you are the best of them all. Why? Because she prays for them with that unique gift and with that heart. Amen. You see, only a mother can do that. No other mother. No one, no one, no one, no one else's mother can do that for you but yours. And praise God for that. Amen. So you see here that the praying lifestyle of a mother also nurtures the faith of her children. Because you see there, they stand and bless her. In other words, they admire her faith. They are impressed with her lifestyle of prayer. And because of it, because, because of her consistent prayer, what she does is she creates an environment for her children to witness firsthand the power and faithfulness of God. This is why they bless her, and they say, wow, mom, you're awesome. Because through her lifestyle of prayer, through her modeling her trust and confidence in God, she impresses her children, creates that environment, and her very own husband says, praise God that you are my wife, that you pray for me and my children. Amen? That's exactly what she's done here. That's why that environment is the way it is, and that's why God put it there. Amen? The other thing that we see is that through her prayers, what she does is she paves the way for her children to develop a personal relationship with God and to experience His grace and grow in their own journey of faith. That portion reveals all of that to us. Through her God-fearing, through her praying, the impact that she makes on them is also that now they want to develop their own personal relationship with God and they want to experience His grace like she has and they have through her prayer and they want to grow in their own journey of faith. This is how the prayer lifestyle of a mother impacts her family. Amen? We don't realize that, but we do. When you see your own children turning to the Word of God, when you see your own children praying for themselves, or offering to pray for someone else, that shows you how you've impacted them with your prayer, with your lifestyle of prayer. Amen. It's awesome stuff. I'm telling you, this is why I said to you, this is something only a mom can do. It's powerful. And the other thing that we see from that portion, as far as talking about the impact of a mother's prayer, is is that a praying mother covers her children with spiritual protection And guidance. Do you realize that? That as a mom, one of the privileges you have, one of the powers that you have, one of the ways to impact your children, your family that you have, is is that you can pray for spiritual protection and guidance over them. You see, as she prays (laughs) for the safety of her children, (coughs) a mother facilitates spiritual protection over them. Amen. Amen. But also, a mother's prayer shields her children from harm, spiritual attacks, and worldly temptations. I can tell you firsthand, I know that even in my older years, even though I was grown up and had my own family, my mom would still pray for me. And I can tell you, I could sense her prayers in times of harm, in times of spiritual attacks, in times of temptations. I could sense her prayers. And you know what is so strange? And I don't exactly have a theological explanation for it, although we see it in God's Word. Even to this day, when I face possible harm, spiritual attack and temptation, I always sense the prayers of my mom. I can tell you they're involved somehow. Prayers that she prayed before she died long ago, I can still sense them working in my life, Today, because God is still alive and He always will be, and He still answers prayer. And when she prayed, she didn't pray and say, Father, I want to pray for my son Marco and let this prayer expire when I die. So protect him in the meantime, prevent him from falling into temptation. She didn't pray like that. When she prayed, she prayed an open prayer without an expiry date. And even though she's no longer here, That prayer continues to be answered by God. And this is the prayer of a mother and of a father. But we're talking about the moms today. Amen. This is what we see here. This is why she prays protection over them. You see, by seeking God for wisdom, (coughs) guidance and direction and discernment for her family, a mother contributes to their success and the fulfillment of God's purpose and destiny for their lives. This is why it is so important for moms to pray. And I can assure you, those of you who no longer have your moms with you, a lot of what you're experiencing, especially in terms of success, in terms of fulfillment of God's vision, is because they prayed for you while they were alive. Now some of you may not have had the greatest of experience with your moms. Maybe you remember little, maybe you remember bad things. But I can assure you, and I tell you this by the Spirit of God, they weren't always bad. And there were times when they prayed for you earnestly, like the woman we've just read about. And God is answering those prayers in your life today. I sense there is someone who has been very bitter with their mom that they never knew or they hardly knew. And I hear God saying to you today, it is the minor prayers here and there when she was in faith, when she was in a good state, that she prayed for you, which is the reason why your life is better than hers, because God is answering her prayer. Know that today. Amen. Don't discredit a mom, because even though there are what we would call bad moms, moms that have made mistakes, I assure you there was always glimmers and times, periods, where they were in the right mind and they prayed earnestly for you. Because there's no way that a mother cannot pray for her child. It's just not possible. Just, God just hasn't wired moms that way. Amen. So praise God for that. Praise God. Alright, so we've spoken about the power of a mother's prayers. We've spoken about the impact of a mother's prayers. Now, let's briefly talk about the spiritual legacy of a praying mother. The legacy that your prayers leave Once you have gone on to glory, moms, because there certainly is a spiritual legacy that you leave behind. Watch us in two Timothy chapter one, verse five, from the Amplified Translation. Paul writing to Timothy, and he says, (laughs) "I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ." With confident trust in his power, wisdom and goodness, a faith watches now and goodness. Let's stop right there for a moment. Let me just say this. If I was reading this about a young man that my daughter was about to marry, or who wanted to marry my daughter, I would be pretty impressed. Because his faith is sincere. It is he surrenders himself to God. And he has confident trust in God's power. And he flows in wisdom and goodness. So clearly this is a God-fearing man. Wouldn't you agree? He would be a great candidate, in my opinion, for my daughter. She may have a different opinion. But I mean, this is impressive. Timothy was quite a dude, right? I hope I'm not using that word in a bad way. But let's carry on reading. Watch this now. Here's the reason why he was like that. (laughs) A faith which first lived in the heart, watch this, of your grandmother, Lewis, and your mother, Eunice, and am confident that is in you as well. Look at that, it's so powerful. He says there are two generations of mother figures in your life that have caused you to be this way and become that kind of man. And it is impressive It is awesome, it is powerful, but it is because of the legacy, the spiritual legacy specifically, that your grandmother and your mother have left in your life. (coughs) It is pretty powerful, wouldn't you agree? And this is what I'm saying to you, that every praying mother leaves a spiritual legacy in their children, and their children's children, and so forth, and so forth. It is powerful stuff. And this is why, moms, I encourage you today. Not that you ever will stop, because I know that a, a, a true mom just doesn't stop. But I want to encourage you. There are times when you get discouraged. There are times when you face your own trials and tribulations. There are times when you need a recharge. There are times when you go through things and you need to trust God. But one thing I want to encourage you, is never stop praying for your children. And I know that you don't. But just keep at it Because there is a spiritual legacy that will outlast you, but will live in your children and their children and so on. Amen. I think about my own life with my daughter. I know that the spiritual legacy of my praying mother continues in her, as it does with Helena's mother and so forth. Amen. You see, what happens is is that a praying mother sows seeds of faith that will continue to bear fruit for generations to come. When Gabby has her own family, her own children, our legacy will continue through her and hers through them. Because we've all been established in God and trusting and depending in God and having a life of prayer. Amen. You see... Her prayers, I'm talking about a mother's prayer, become a spiritual inheritance that flows from one generation to the next. So without even realizing, you're actually leaving a rich spiritual inheritance because you prayed for your children, because you model a lifestyle of God-fearing and pray to your children. I mean, sometimes, to be quite honest, that is a better inheritance than money itself. Amen. You see, a praying mother leaves behind a rich heritage of trust, devotion, and dependence on God. I know that I am where I am as far as my persistence and my trust in God. Not only because I have my own revelation and relationship with God, but as a child, as a young man, my mother modeled that to me. I saw her praying. I saw her trusting God. And it impacted my life. And that spiritual legacy continues to this day. I know that many of you can relate to that. Amen. Praise God, praise God. You see, a praying mother inspires her children to seek God in prayer and develop their own intimate relationship with Him. That's how they leave a legacy, a spiritual legacy. You see, her example teaches them the importance of turning to God in times of joy, in times of sorrow, and in times of need. The lifestyle of prayer of a mother becomes the catalyst for her children to grow into men and women of prayer who impact the world around them. Amen. You see, that's the spiritual legacy that a mom leaves behind. And just like Paul wrote to Timothy, and he was impressed with how Timothy turned out spiritually, and he said, it is because I have seen that in your grandmother, and I have seen that in your mother. So Paul apparently knew them. And he says, I see spiritually what I saw in your grandmother and what I saw in you. And you know, anyone who knew my mom will say the same thing. You will see that spiritual legacy in me. And I believe if you get to know my daughter, you will one day too. And you will see it now. You will see that spiritual legacy. Amen. Because that's what mothers do. You'll see more of a mother than you will me, really, to be truthful. But anyway... So today, we honor and appreciate our mothers, and we thank God for them. Amen. Mothers, we thank you for praying for your children. Your children thank you for praying for them. They may not say it, but I'm telling you that right now. As one who's been a child, I am so grateful for the prayers of my mom. To this day, even though she's no longer here physically, I can sense the answer to her prayers still manifesting to this day. So thank you, moms, for praying for your children. Even sacrificially at times, even at times when you the one that needed the prayer, you needed it for yourself, you still prayed for your children as a priority. You still prayed for your husband as a priority. I want to thank you for that on behalf of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You see, our mother's love, faith, and prayers have have the power, at least, to make redemption in Jesus More and more real to us. Amen. That's a fact. And for that we are truly grateful. A mother's influence extends far beyond our childhood. And that is so true. Her prayers leave an erasable mark on our hearts and our souls. Moms know that that is true. Regardless of how old your kids are. That's what you've done. And your legacy will continue well, well beyond your time. Moms, today we thank you and appreciate you from the heart. Amen. And children, if you're around your mom, kids, grown-ups, if you're around your mom, tell them that right now. Say, Mom, today I thank and appreciate you. Amen. Praise God. Moms, we acknowledge your vital role in our lives. And in the shaping of our spiritual destiny and purpose. Because you had everything to do with that as our moms. With all our might, we will strive to follow your example by cultivating a lifestyle of love, devotion, and prayer. And we will aim to trust God with our own as you have with us. Amen. Lastly, I want to remind you moms that your legacy as a mother is not limited to your own family. It extends to all those your very own life and prayers have also impacted and continue to impact. When you have prayed for others outside of your home, outside of your family circle, it extends to that too. And God sees that. Amen? Because moms just have a thing in their hearts. I mean, you know, it's a typical situation example. Where dad comes home from work and mom says, You know, today I overheard the neighbors fighting and arguing. And Dad says, Did you call nine one one? says, Or just put the music louder. And she'll say, No, I prayed for them. And I want to ask you to pray with me for them. You see, and I'm not running dads down, it's just sometimes we get so practical we forget the realities of, you know, our spiritual power. But moms are always in tune. They're always just in tune with that aspect of prayer. And praise God for moms for that. Amen. So today, we pray for you moms and we thank God for you. Thank you for all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or... To make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.